What's up, my buddy? How's it going? Not much, man. Just, uh, how, how you feeling today about your New York Knicks? Uh, they're winning for now. So, how long do you think it's going to take them to hold that up? Um, uh, well, there's 34, well, there's 30 plus seconds left. I mean, Burks missed the free throw, but the Knicks have four, so they got to play some defense, and, you know, they can hold on to win and go over 500. No Alfred Payton, no Derrick Rose, no, no, um, Mitchell Robinson. The Knicks are basically playing shorthanded. They don't have a point guard, so Frank Nilakina and Burks are playing point guard. And talk to us about those aisles. <sighs> that was a tough loss. Tough loss. Uh, there's nothing else to say. That was a tough loss. So Down now is that, to now is that huh? two losses in a row? That is two losses in a row. After winning nine straight, that's two losses. They play the Flyers side. They play the Flyers Saturday again at the Coliseum. It's the Islanders' first loss in regulation. So you know it is what it is. And plus, you gotta give credit to the Flyers, man. After getting embarrassed by the Rangers, they come back and beat the Islanders. So there's really nothing else you can say. But you know, you tip your hat off to the Flyers. They were the better team, so they deserve that victory. Would these L's have anything to do with losing Anders Lee for the rest of the season? That hurts. A Anders, that's a big loss. He's the captain. He's a big body. He crashes the net. He, he, he was having one of the best offensive um, seasons. Oh, and Fournier hits a three and one. Oh, he has a chance for a four-point play. That's not good for the Knicks. But yeah, um, let's see, was he behind the line? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, though, um, it, that's a huge loss. It's, the Knicks are going to have to trade for somebody. And I'm going to let you get your nerdery on, you know, Disney Plus in a couple hours, your big Falcon movie. How hyped are you? Tell, tell the people. Well, it's a, it's a show, Falcon and the Winter Shoulder. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's basically the events. Um, it's basically the events after um, the. It's the events after the winter. Uh, so the events after the Winter Shoulder. So that's going to be no, no, the events after Endgame. So it's going to be pretty cool. So it's going to be. Falcon taking the mantle of Captain America. Um, they already said the first episode is going to be Captain America's death. So basically, um, Chris Rogers is, um, you know, being killed off. So it's going to be cool. And after that, you have the Loki series that's coming out in June. So these are all really cool stuff. Who is Loki? Because I'm not Loki. a nerd, so I don't know. Loki is the villain um, that was in the Avengers, that was in Thor, that was in the Avengers Infinity War. Um, he is the villain that was killed off by by Thanos in um, in the beginning of Infinity War. He's a mystery of evil, created by um, played by Tom Hiddleston. So it's really really cool. Well, I think I might check it out because I really love Anthony Mackie. I think he's a great, fantastic actor. And uh, it should be good, but the hype comes next Friday. When the quack attack is back, they release pictures of the six of the original Mighty Ducks today, and, Gor and of course Gordon Bombay. 
So I think in the first episode, they will all make an appearance. They showed a picture of the six of them in a limo. And if you watch the first Mighty Ducks, you'll get that reference. And, you know, Lori Graham, fantastic. Fantastic actress, Gilmore Girls. I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Oh, it's going to be dope. That, that, that sounds like it's going to be really, really cool. Um, also, um, ESPN has announced their... Um, ESPN is now getting the Super Bowl, so ABC's get to get to have two Super Bowls. They got a new deal, so now you got games on Amazon Prime for Thursday night games. You got games on Peacock Prime. So See, that I don't like. I don't like, even though I got Amazon Prime, I don't like that games are going to be strictly on there. And I just found out on Paramount, my cousin Vinny starts in twenty minutes, so you know what I will be watching after we stop recording. I'm taping it as you speak, and I'm trying to find what channel is LaMelo Ball versus LaBum James. I think it's on NBA TV. Good thing I got that. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the NIT super... And you know, I was watching NC State versus Davidson, thinking it was a March Madness game. I, I see it's part of the NIT tournament. Like, what the hell, man? And and I have to say, I I really have to say, some of the people that are on the Davidson team, that they have no athletic ability, they do not deserve to be playing basketball. I don't know what Davidson is smoking. If I'm Steph Curry, no more checks. I'm not supporting my alumni with that crappy team. Uh, what? Wow, that that's really strong. I mean, he went he, he went there for three years. That's a that's a very strong take. Why would why would you support your school who puts on a display like that? They they got their ass kicked by 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 NC State. At one point, I I, I think they stopped showing a part of the game because they were getting ass beat by like eleven plus points, and and they love Curry so much they showed Curry highlights at Davidson. And one of the highlights was was featured with LeBum James. But oh my God! And then, and also too the next um, one. This is bullshit. The next I call fraud. I call fix. That was beautiful. That was fantastic. Alec Burke, the hero, and Reggie Bullock. All oh, the Knicks are a game over five hundred, and we're celebrating like they won the NBA championship. Oh. They, they they beat the Magic by one. Stop it! Stop it! Bullock's hair. Is full on ridiculous. He he looks like the guy who did the halftime show for the Super Bowl. He he, he looks like a fucking idiot. It looks like it looks like a helicopter propellers are on his head. Like, come on, Inspector Gadget, relax there. Man, you're just you're just being a bad guy tonight. What what called in your fanny tonight? You're just being a terrible guy. You wanna I mean, know why? More more Watson victims are coming out. You know, I was waiting to talk about that and and we're gonna talk about that tonight, along with just more disrespecting women, whether it's on the timeline 
or sports or or, or races. And we have our long awaited guest tonight, Colette, where we're gonna talk a lot of things, so you know, that's that's why that's why I started this pod episode being so nice to you, letting you get your nerdery and fandom out of the way because I'll probably treat treat you like shit for the next 40 minutes well um, I gotta say there was a tweet and I I saw you quote tweet about a guy comparing to Big Ben Roddy like yeah first Roddy Wright I I, I gotta ask if if you're a fan if whoever's listening to this if you're a Falcons fan do you still do you still support Roddy Wright do you still support Roddy Wright do you after that, like, like Nick, if you're a Falcons fan and you heard one, one of the better players that you've had in your franchise say that, do you, do you, do you, do you still support him? He was also on, he was also honored in the Falcons Ring of Honor a couple years ago with Michael Vick. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty two weird guys to put in your honor. Listen, fantastic football player. These, these, these comments don't. Um, take away what what he did on on, on the hundred yard line. Um, but have you not heard a rate? So so a guy of Deshaun's Watson size, he can't force a female to do anything. Really, really, is is that is that what you're gonna tell your daughters or your nieces? Like, does rape in, in, in Roddy White's world? Does rape not exist? It's like it's like saying it's like saying Shaq cannot force a woman to do anything. Really? Is that is it, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I mean it like it's it's just unbelievable. It's like and people saying, Oh, um Deshaun Watson, he would never do that, he's a nice guy. I'm sure there are a lot of guys who were nice guys and then they did this. And they weren't well, I'm so sick nice of that after one all. too. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that I'm one. Of, oh, oh, I'm Deshaun Watson's a nice guy, Nick. He would never do that. Ever. His teammates are coming up protecting Of, of course they're not going to protect him. Oh, he denied it? Oh, 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 I forgot. That's right. Pe- people who do, who, who do bad things don't deny stuff. Really? Nine women. Okay? And it took three women for the NFL to start... To start investigating, really, three's the line. Three women have to come forward. Why? Why can't one be the nice number? Why does it have to be three? That's ridiculous. The sad part is, he probably he if he gets suspended, it's probably gonna be along the line of six. Okay, and and that's that that's literally nothing because he'll still get to make his money. And even the money that he's gonna lose is buckets. J- J- James has that money in in the ashtray of his car, in in the, in the glove compartment too. So you know, it's 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 just flat out ridiculous. But now we're gonna get to our guest Colette and strap on, strap on your helmets, guys, cause and and I just want to say we didn't cover Myers Leonard. He did get traded, and he he said he he said a very harsh word about Jewish people. Most people didn't hear that word, you know. That's why it didn't get covered the way it did, as if the N word or spick or and or, or anything else would be said. 
but don't don't be racist, don't be sexist, don't have hate in your heart. All right, be be better human beings. Exactly, and again, I'll say this one. I'll say it again. Stop Asian hate. I will keep emphasizing it. Stop Asian hate. Stop it. Facts. Go find the Asian American charity and donate, you cheap swine. <laughs> we are here with our long-awaited guest, Colette. And we're going to have a lot of heat on the pod tonight. And I'm just going to get out right with it. And this is a question I've asked some guests on the pod. And I'll ask you. Do you think professional sports cares about women? Because let let's just be honest here, you know, Kareem Kareem Hunt hit a woman. He he got suspended for ten games, and he's making millions of dollars. You know, plays in big sports. Antonio Brown did the things he did. He caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and he's making millions of dollars. Aralda Shadman, because he throws a hundred plus miles out per hour from the left hand side out of the bullpen. He did what he did. He gets to make a bump, a boatload of money. He 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 won a world he won a World Series. You know Chad Wheeler. He's a piece of shit who literally almost killed a woman, but because he's Chad Wheeler and he's an offensive lineman who no one cares about, he doesn't play again. So, and and this Deshaun Watson incident, right? It took three different. Three different women to say things before the NFL would would investigate. Why isn't one enough? Like, do they care that little about women pot? You know, be being forced to be sexualized. So, at what point do you think we'll see a zero tolerance where it doesn't matter for Tom Brady, it doesn't matter for Mike Trout, it it doesn't matter if if you're Julio Rodriguez. If you do something wrong, you just don't play again. Well, I would say that is a really loaded question um, and something that, as a woman, you face every day. Um, you know, I think it's definitely and obviously more common in athletes. Um, being in the industry, you know, behind the scenes, definitely has its pros and cons and in some cases uh I don't want to say it might be worse because every situation is horrible when it comes to physical abuse but you know as a woman in the industry because you are quote-unquote a nobody or you're a no-name you know you essentially to an extent don't matter which it's hard to say and you should never think of yourself that way but, you know, without having a name that is extremely well-known or something to really prove yourself in, I guess, the sports society, um, it's hard to say that there will really ever be an end. You know, people know that domestic violence is, I don't want to say normalized, but essentially normalized. So when an athlete does it, um, I think it's just blown over. You know, people will hear it and 
they won't support it or they'll make up an excuse for an athlete because they want to continue to see him play. And I'm not really sure if there will ever be a time where enough is ever enough. I would like to say that as time continues to move forward, that people are more and more understanding, I guess, or willing to hear out the party that was abused. But, I mean, at the same time, it's so easily... It's so easy for people to put on the he said, she said, and although there might be physical bruises, come up with excuse after excuse, oh, she deserved it. And I'm not saying that it's always completely the man's fault, which is also hard to say because a lot of times, you know, women convince themselves that it is their fault, that whatever happened, you know, they deserved it. And that's not right either, but I wish that I could tell you when I think a time would be enough, and I don't think, at least not in the next generation or years within the next decade, I don't think enough will ever be enough. I think we'll continue to see stories like this and like that that have been common growing up our entire lives, and as crappy as that sounds, like, it's almost, in a sense, normalized. Hey, Colette, this is James, the other half of the sports dudes. Um, first off, how are you doing this wonderful evening? That's number one. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. I'm actually at an event this weekend, so I'm glad I could just fit this in. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it's okay. And the second question, and I love your jumping off point, and obviously you heard about the Sean Watson case, and we and me and Nick talked about this before we had you on the air. You know, first it went from one woman at three, now we got nine, and now his teammates are defending him, and now people saying, oh, he, well, he couldn't do that if you're a nice guy. What, what do you think about all of this? Because it's like, you know, people can always say, oh, he's a nice guy, and then the Texans are doing a smear campaign to ruin his reputation, but do we even know what's real and what's not? Because I have no idea what's going on, because I take these matters seriously, and I'm sure everyone else does. So what do you make of this situation? Well, unfortunately, I mean, it goes back to kind of what I was saying with the he said, she said. I mean, I wish that the first time it happened, it could have been, you know, more blown up. It would have been brought to more people's attention, potentially investigated more. Um, but it it really wasn't. Um, and none of the cases, honestly, really have been. And I don't really know if any case in general ever really is significantly investigated enough to, you know, make a stand, which is why it's gotten to the degree that it has. Um, and that's unfortunate. And as horrible as this sounds, like, people will continue to believe um, lies or, you know, their own story. The more they recite it, the more they get used to it. So, you know, I think it goes much deeper than where it's at now. I mean, his teammates have begin to believe him, he, I think, to an extent, believes that, like, in a sense, he does nothing wrong when cases come out, and, like, he just doesn't see it at all, and, and that's, like, a whole issue in itself, you know, it's not just athletes, but in general, like, mentally, people will just convince themselves that it's not their fault, or what they're doing isn't wrong, or, 
you know, that something that they think is their reality is not really their reality. But to them it is. So in that sense, it doesn't matter. So they just continue to do it. The sad part is not everybody takes stuff like this seriously. You know, people are always going to take sides, whether they're your friend, they're the sole reason why you're living, they're paying for everything, you know. Um, in, Watson, in Watson's case, he, he probably pays for a lot of people's lives. Um, whether it's the women being too afraid to come clean. Now, do are there some cases where women lie? Of course. You know, yeah. could this be a situation where some of them are lying to get a payday? Okay, maybe I maybe I can believe that. But when people are suggesting all of them, or this is something that the Texans are just coming up with to try to force the Sean Watson, you know, to, to come at the lawyer Busby on Instagram for his kind of weird post involving his family. And, and I get it, it, it was a weird post, it was. Um, but, now, if, if you just want to remain neutral and not take sides yet, that, you know what, that's the right thing to do. That's why I waited to, to today to talk about this issue. Um, but for the people who are just outright defending Watson, I'm sorry, I, I gotta be honest, you're wrong. For the people who are coming at Watson, I gotta be honest, you're wrong. But, why would nine women lie? Also, he's a millionaire. Why does Deshaun Watson have to go to a parlor and have stuff done for him? Like, can't you get that at your house? Can't you get a signed contract? Can't, can't you walk into a bar and have a hundred women come at you? Like, why do you put yourself in that situation? That's, that's a big, big, big problem. I have when professional athletes or millionaires or singers or rich people get themselves into into this into these situations. Like you, are you that desperate? Are you really that desperate for female attention that that you potentially have to force yourself on them? And right. And for all men, anyway, why? Why? Why do you need to rape women? Why do you need to hit women? You know how it's going to turn out. You know you're going to get canceled. You know you're going to get fired. Unless you're really valuable to that job. You're you're going to get problems. So why can't we just keep our hands to ourselves And just be better people. <laughs> you know. I wish that more. In general. More people thought this way. Obviously men. But like it definitely goes both ways. Women too. Um, <laughs> you know. It's hard, this topic is difficult because obviously you want to think that why would nine women lie in general, like any topic like this, um, you know, if you're lying, you can ruin someone's life. Let's just say outside of this situation, something similar happens, one woman and a man who is high profile, an athlete who is high profile, whatever the situation may be, and she lies. You know, that's where it becomes difficult and problematic because of the select few and certain scenarios out there that have been like that because of, you know, money on their own part or 
um, you know, their own selfish reasons and whatever it may be. Like, I would like to say that women wouldn't always do that, but sometimes that's not always the case. I also think that oftentimes, or definitely in this case, women might be hesitant to come forward because of potentially what could happen. And not that I'm saying it might have happened here, but, you know, in various cases, there a man who has a large amount, a large sum of money can easily, you know, pay off a variety of women. So although there might be nine now, who knows, like, how many there might be, you know, outside of that nine or maybe those nine, you know, forfeited money essentially and were like, no, the truth is better than the money because who knows how many other women he's going to continue to do this to. But unfortunately, like, either, and as much as it sucks to say, like, either it's too little too late or, you know, like, it just keeps stacking. So, you know, then it becomes, you know, who's telling the truth and to what extent is this actually the truth and, you know, is there somewhat of a lie? And I, I hate this too, because, you know, I was, I majored in public relations. Media is very heavy on like my side of my career, you know, being in sports and sports in general, media like does not care very, like pretty often how they portray someone. So they're going to dig. And if they find a story on one of these girls, even if it doesn't portray them in the best light, then they're going to say it. Oh, well, I mean, she did this. So she had it coming or she wanted it or she did it so that she could get X, Y, Z. And, you know, it, it just sucks because there's never, like I said before, I just think because of reasons like this, there's never really going to be an end. There's just going to always be a what if or why couldn't it have gone this way? Yeah, um, there's... There's also a, a New York Yankee pitcher, Domingo Herman. You know he he waste, missed two years of his life in baseball because of a domestic violence situation where he hit his girlfriend or fiance at a party at a charity event, and today apparently he got married here. Um, not only do I think that's weird. You know, maybe she is not legal. Maybe she gets got a whole lot of money. Maybe she was afraid to start over. Maybe she was afraid to leave him. Um, and and that's obviously a situation I'll never understand because no matter how much someone was paying for something, if you if you disrespect me once. You're most likely going to disrespect me a second time. You're most yeah. likely going to hurt me the, the, the third time. Because you know that no matter how bad things you do, you're not going to leave. Right? Because if you would have left, you would have left that th the first time. That's why I, I'm sure it's hard. But I hate when women stay with guys that hit them. Because what makes you think you're going to change them? You are not going to change him. No one person is going to change if they do not want to change. And if you stay, you're saying, I got to be honest, I like being hit. I I like being treated like shit. And until that changes, I think that's a problem. You know, I, I don't want people coming at me 
saying saying is easy. I'm I'm sure it's not easy. I'm I'm sure it's psychologically hard to leave a situation like that. I'm sure it is. You know, it's just that we got to get to a point to where something gives. Either men have to stop stop being animals or women, you know what? Just all women need to know how to fight. Carry pepper with you, carry nice with you, and if and if you see yourself in a situation where the odds are against you, you're at a bar getting hit on, you know what? Start missing motherfuckers because you don't wanna be that story to where you got taken advantage of. And question for you, what's the line like from when just just using the word rape happens to 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 timeline. Like if if the person doesn't come clean doesn't come clean right away, does their story become less valid? Um, I would like to say that in a perfect world women would get out of the situation sooner than later and that starts with the psychological side like you touched on. I mean the majority of the time women stay in a situation like this because it is psychological or, you know, the man has completely disrupted their whole ecosystem. I mean, tearing them, building them up and then tearing them down. You know, you're beautiful. You're the only one for me, you know, and then putting these thoughts in your head like... Biggest no line of all, by the way. Want... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's crazy, and, like, I can say that because I've had those thoughts, and as awful as it sounds, I mean, I'm, I know that there are other women out there, even friends of my own, who have absolutely been in the same situation, and starts, starts all psychological, and potentially could lead to physical, um, and physical is so much more than actual, like, you know, abuse, you know, it's, it's sexual, if you're not wanting to participate in something with your partner in any sexual form and you say no but he is like forcing himself on you like you know sexual harassment rape like those cultures are being very much normalized um i'd like to say that the line would be drawn right from the psychological aspect of it like that women have the strength to pull away but they don't i didn't you know i've been in these situations before and and it's awful and i know plenty of other women who have have, yeah, it is, and it, and it's hard, and um, I know plenty of other women who have left jobs or struggled to leave relationships um, because they have put so much into that relationship that they are embarrassed to leave it or, you know, feel like they've already just put so much into it that, like, you know, they just can't even imagine their life, what it would be like without him, essentially. Um you know, I, I wish that the line was more prominent, um, that people of both genders saw it more. Um, but I feel like until you have gone through something drastic, you know, women included, and that's, you know, being hit on at the bar or a relationship or a work environment, sometimes even as horrible as it sounds, friends, very close guy friends who have taken advantage of you. And that is... I mean, that line itself is just being crossed because when you trust in someone, you know, your trust is broken. If they, if they manipulate it, um, 
and then it's so hard to get it back, and that's in any situation. I would like to say the line would be drawn as a psychological aspect of it, but realistically, I know that women are like, after the first hit, or whatever the case may be, okay, he might come and apologize, and he says, it won't happen again, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then it does. So then when do you finally leave? When is the last time the last time? Like, you can't keep forgiving him if he's not going to make those changes. Like, they say one thing, but their actions don't follow. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. Those things are tough, especially, it's not just physical. It's mostly, I've seen cases, it's mostly mental. It's like, you know, when you put time and effort, it, it's hard to leave because it's like you love that person. You, you want to think, and obviously... I get where Nick's come from. He's thinking in a lot, in a lot, in a logical perspective. But when a feelings and emotion gets involved, there's not really logic that gets into it. We don't excuse it, but we need to find that medium. Find that medium where you can't excuse toxic behavior. Like you can't just say, you know, it's right because, especially when feelings and emotion and effort and all that, and then you're just trying to find excuses to think that it's okay because in your head the program to think that, you know, it's, you know, like maybe he'll change or maybe, maybe, maybe this this will be it and he'll probably do something better. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's all, it's mental. It's mental. And with mental, with emotional abuse comes physical abuse. It's terrible. And, you know, we we need to put a stop to that. I think, you know, and I'm, and I'm sorry for what you went through. It's really upsetting that, you know, that, you know, that you went through and whooped countless women everywhere that go through this. And, Men included who have gone through this too in their emotional aspect. So the yeah. whole thing needs to stop. Because I, and I yeah. want to reference by saying, yes, we're focused on women too, but men also go through this as well. It's not oh, talked about, but it's just that, you know, society unfortunately thinks, you know, men can't go through this. Men are strong. Like, like, like come on, man, you're a guy. Like, no, I mean, emotional abuse for men is pretty prevalent. That's why mental health for men is real. And most of it stems to an emotional relationship. So, you know, got to keep that there. But um, on a positive note, because... Hold on, hold on. Be, 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 before we transition. You know what it is, too? It's like, what guy wants to be known or thought of for turning down sex? You know, there's, there's the stigma of, oh, why are you turning down sex? Are you gay? Am I ugly? Do you... What's what, what what's wrong with you? Are you are you turning down sex with me because you have something? Are you turning down sex with me because you're you just have sex? You know that's that's pro that's probably a part of it too. You know no no man wants to say oh I was raped. You know because then you'll get yeah. how how were you raped by a woman bro? She's five one and 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 weighs a hundred pounds. You know whether. So, so that, that was the part of it too. At the end of the day, we all just have to respect each other, okay? And every, every man has to think of women like they're their daughter, niece, etc., etc. Every woman has to think of men like they're their son, nephew, cousin, etc., etc. Keep our own damn hands to yourself. No one is your property. You can pay for everything in their world. You don't own them. They're not their. You're. They're not. They're not your property. It's okay if they want to leave. 
it's okay if they're not feeling something anymore. It's okay. Even if it's hard to do, sometimes the hardest thing to do is the best thing to do. Get out of it. It's not for you. They're not going to change. They don't care. They feel like you're property to them. You're not owned, owned by anybody. Get yourself right. You'll, you'll be thanked for it. You'll love it. It may take some time. It may, it may take therapy. But it's best for you. You're not someone's doormat. Okay? I yeah, agree. I, I mean, I could not, yeah, I could not agree more. I agree, I agree 1,000%, and, um, and you're right, absolutely, no need to add on. Now, the transition here, um, obviously, Colette, Alabama, um, Devontae Smith, I want to talk about him. He is touted as a highly touted prospect, probably, if not the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the draft. I see a lot of teams, like the Eagles, the Giants. Uh, Carolina Panthers, all linked to Devontae Smith. Whichever team gets Devontae Smith, what are they getting? What type of player are they getting? Oh, my gosh. I mean, Devontae Smith is like an all-around, not just like an incredible player, but person. I think, I mean, anyone who didn't watch him get the Heisman, I mean, he is so humble and you can tell that where he comes from is so genuine so real that the way he was raised was just on the true love of the sport that he's not just playing for himself but he's playing for everyone that he's representing from where he comes from for african-american players to you know whatever that may be i mean i think that Devontae smith in general carries the team, he leads the team in such a positive way. So wherever he goes, I think he will bring on just this inspiring story that I would hope that every team would hope to follow and want to be a part of. I feel like Alabama very much had that. I feel like his dynamic with Mac Jones and Najee Harris and played the entire team, I feel like his dynamic along with all of the guys, showed immensely in their attitude, how they carried themselves. And obviously that has to do with training and Nick Saban, but Devontae Smith in general as an athlete and as a person is phenomenal. I think wherever he goes is going to be extremely lucky and has potential to be, like, I mean, amazing. <laughs> you brought him up. I won Return of the Mac. I am a Patriot fan. I won Mac Jones. He is the reincarnation. I'm a fan. He is the re. You are. I'm a Patriots fan. All all teams Boston. My dad wanted a boy, and he is from Boston. Wow. Your dad. Your dad. Your dad is awesome. Your dad is awesome. Tell tell your dad he's good yes. peoples. But I want Mac Jones, <laughs> the reincarnation of Tom Edward Patrick. Brady. We got Cam, but Mac Jones learned from Cam the first the first half of the season, then let him take the reins, let him throw touchdowns to yeah. Julian Edelman in the slot. I want Mac Jones. James hates <laughs> yeah. on Mac Jones. He does not want me to be happy. He does not want Mac Jones to go to the Patriots. So tell tell James and everybody else why Mac Jones would be so good in Foxborough. <laughs> Look, okay. Mac Jones, like, 
no one said it better than Mac Jones himself when he called himself the next Tom Brady. Um, he was like really not even that far along, and he was already comparing himself to Tom Brady. I mean, people who don't like Tom Brady, you just really need to get over yourself because he's proven himself with the Pats. He has now proven himself with his first season with the Bucks. And I think when Mac Jones had to step into the role with Alabama, he clearly did so. I mean, it's interesting looking at the quarterbacks that have been there, Jalen, Tua, and comparing each one. I think that when Jalen left Alabama, you know, he was more running, and then he got a great, um, you know, passing yards and throwing aspect, which he really lacked at Alabama. Tua is all arms. Um, and I think Mac is a, honestly a good mix of them. He's awkward, which people, I think, discredit him because he is kind of tall and awkward and, you know, doesn't have a fixed back. But Mac Jones is real. <laughs> dad bod. Dad bods are here to stay. That's right. Dad bods are here to stay. Mac Jones is real. He has the arms. I mean, I have friends who debate me with this every day. They think that if Mac Jones goes to the past, he's going to be forgotten. And I disagree. I mean, Obviously, the Eagles are very different, and Jalen didn't start right away, but, I mean, I think that's an easy comparison. Like, it only takes one game to really prove yourself. I think Tua did that as well with Dolphins. So, I think Max Jones just needs the chance to pass, you know, behind Cam, and once he gets that chance, I think he'll be able to prove himself very well. He has the receivers, in my opinion, with the pass, which is what he had with Alabama, and the compatibility, which I think he will bring to the table, the the personality he has, the likability, all of those aspects that make Mac Jones Mac Jones, I think will be in his favor with the Pats. I think it will do very well with the team as a whole, especially with the free agency and everything that the Pats are trying to do right now and rebuild. Also, over the years of watching Alabama football, Mac Jones, the perfect comparison and... You know, you know, this is just straight off of Alabama career because his NFL career obviously didn't take flight. AJ McCarron. That's but but Mac Jones I think can be way better than McCarron. McCarron was great for Alabama. Won 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 those national championships. But the pocket presence of Mac Jones, number ten, maybe maybe he'll even put the big twelve. On once he's drafted by the Patriots, Bill, I I don't care who does it, whether it's you or your dog, you better draft Mac Jones. If you don't draft Mac Jones, we're going to have a problem. But just just pure pocket presence, he got dad bod like who? Tom Brady. He's a pure pocket yeah. passer like who? Like Tom Brady. His forty time, you know what? It's probably not going to be that good. It's probably going to be a bad forty time. Let's be honest. But He's gonna he's gonna sling the heat. He's gonna sling the touchdowns, and I want James to be sad. I want Mac Jones throwing touchdowns down down the sideline. I want everybody to say return of the Mac. Mac Jones throws touchdowns, winning games, winning Super Bowls, Super Bowls MVPs, and people need to deal with it. Uh, I mean, I love hearing it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the idea of Mac at the pass makes me very happy. You know what's funny? Like, Colette, I can't believe they're a Patriot fan. That, that kind of disappoints me. Kind of moves a little bit. But it's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, we're not perfect. You know, 
And at least you're not a Red Sox fan. So, you know, that's cool, I guess. But, um, but I'm going to ignore the Mac Jones proclamation because I'll believe it when I see it. What I do want to talk about is Jalen Waddle, another receiver coming out of Bama. So, what type of player is Jalen Waddle? You think what type of um, what teams are going to get from Jalen Waddle? Because again, same teams: Giants, Eagles, Panthers, all linked to Jalen Waddle. What player they're getting out of Jalen Waddle? Oh well, n- <laughs> not that Jalen and Devontae are. They have a lot of similarities, but they're also very different. I think Jalen Waddle is a powerhouse. Um, I think he's also overcome a lot, but in different ways. Um, as far as where I think he could be drafted, I I mean, it, it really could go anywhere. I know that the uh, – it, it, it's hard for me not to want to see Alabama players play with Alabama players. So, although I currently reside in Atlanta and I have for the last 10 years, I love Julio Jones, but – I don't really want to see Jalen Waddle go to the Falcons. Um, I think that Waddle being like where he is now and, you know, previously held by the Raiders and wide receiver Henry Ruggs and his comparison to, you know, previous players at Alabama, I mean, he is right on par. Like, Waddle is a powerhouse. His, you know, his vertical, his, I mean, everything about him. I, I know Waddle less, I will say, but I mean, in general, as an athlete, like, you can't go wrong with how he's built and like his, like in general, the amount of athleticism that he holds. So, I mean, wherever, you know, whatever happens with Waddle, he's going to be successful no matter what. Just like Devontae Smith, but for different reasons, for sure. You mentioned Atlanta. So we're, we're going to do something good and something bad. Whichever whichever one you want to start with, that's up to you. 20 to 3, how was it like in Atlanta? Were the people miserable? Were they sad? Were, were they crying? Were, were, were they trying to hate their hearts? And apparently Roddy White, former Falcon, and, and, and we should have mentioned this earlier, but he tweeted, I hate this for Deshaun Watson. The quickest way now to get a bag is to sue someone. It's impossible. It's impossible to him to make someone give you oral sex. Impossible. So I guess he's never heard a rape. This is a far stretch, and everybody wants to get paid. So pick one or the other to talk about first. Okay, break it break it down. Back up a little bit. So start back at the beginning. Let's just start there. Alright, all right, so Roddy White said, he, he, he tweeted 10.28 a.m. today, I hate this for Deshaun Watson. The quickest way now to get a bag is to sue someone. It's impossible to make someone give you oral sex. This, this is a far stretch and everybody wants to get paid. So, you, you want to know what I think of it? Yeah. What what, I mean, what do you think of those awful thoughts? I mean, they're awful. I, you know, there are 
social media is its own beast. Um, it is easy to harass someone, like talk about someone in a vulgar way, to bring up something personal about them, but not care how it could affect them in the slightest because you cannot see about, you cannot see how you affect someone um, through social media, what it does to them emotionally, um, how it tears them down. And a ton of vulgar statements and harassment happen through social media and it's awful. I, I don't agree with that statement at all. And I think that a lot of what he's talking about is things that are intimate. I think that, unfortunately, that that mindset is the mindset of athletes who have been abusive or don't really care about the aspect of what abuse means, um, how in-depth it goes. I think that, you know, <laughs> sharing any part of your body, but specifically oral sex, is something that is can be in some cases or often in a lot of cases extremely demeaning. So, like, in the reference of how she means it and, you know, how he can only get his bag through, you know, this and that and lawsuits and, like, these are the only ways. I mean, I completely disagree. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't think about how it affects women or men for that matter, too. I mean, men have definitely been abused in the exact same way. Men with men and and, and men who have been also taken advantage of by women. I mean, it goes in every single direction. People don't think about that when they're posting it on social media, but you know what? Once you put it out there, it's out there. No matter if you delete it, someone saw it, and it's, it's going to get around. That's the part that gets me, though, when he says... It's impossible to make someone give you oral sex. Really? It's 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 impossible to rape someone. It's impossible right. for, for a guy who's six foot plus, two hundred pounds plus, to force a woman to to give you oral sex. That's that that's what you think. So so you're right. right. He's he he's probably forced women to give him oral sex. And and you know what? That's just awful. Yeah, absolutely. And he and he probably has. And you know, I don't know. So obviously, I can't say that it. Obviously, it wasn't me, or I haven't been in that situation. But I would say that the chances are probably pretty likely. And to make such a dramatic statement such as that, I mean, I feel like, come on. <laughs> and then yeah, that, that doesn't sound. And then right. living living in Atlanta. Were you there for 20 to 3? If so, what was your thoughts? How was the vibe like? You know, everything like that. So for that, I was in Alabama, actually, when all that was going down. Um, but a good amount of my friends uh, are, like, fans as well. Um, I'll say that I never give up hope. I always keep the faith, whether it betrays me or not, but, uh, I mean, it's surreal. I have pictures from that night where the vibe is wild, and <laughs> so am I because of the excitement <laughs> of what is happening. <laughs> um, you know what's crazy is that Atlanta sports stink. Atlanta sucks. So the fact that Atlanta, you know, blows lead, they kind of deserve it. It builds their character. The baseball oh, team blew a three nothing lead to the Dodgers. <laughs> the football team blew a twenty eight to three lead 
So says, the guy, says, says the guy who hates Minnesota. They, I hate Minnesota too. I hate Minnesota too. I hate Minnesota. I hate Atlanta. So you know what? They were the teams that they were super cocky in that game. Not not so much the Pats, but like the Falcons. You know, they were super ahead of themselves. And you know, I give it to them. But at the same time, I'm gonna say it again. You can never doubt Tom Brady and the talent he brings and the team that he carries. Like no matter where he is at. And I think, and I think Mac Jones is the same way. Yeah. It is so much more than just individual talent. Like, bringing a team together and making, like, a win happen no matter who it is against, that takes skill. I preach this so much, and I'll say that this is the biggest debate I have with guys, is that if there's not a good dynamic, a good flow with the team as a whole, I don't know how you expect to ever excel in something together. If not everyone vibes on the same page, like, it is so much more than talent. And if everyone does, then your talent is just so much, like, it's, it's excelling. So I just think that Tom Brady does that. No matter where he is at, he somehow manages to bring everyone together and get Gronk with him. And I think that Mac has the exact same skills. It's the reason that the Patriots won that night, that they came back, and why that win was so good is because Everyone hates the Pats anyways, and it just proves, like, the dynamic and all of the aspects of awesomeness that they bring to the table, you know, at that time, obviously different now. But then, you know, I mean, it was wild. It still is. I get excited talking about that game. I remember, like, being on the edge of my seat and sweating and remembering all the aspects that was happening around me, hugging my friends afterwards, crying, like, my friends are popping champagne, you know, my friends who are not Patriots fans are very upset, and so, I, I mean, that, that game was, still goes down in history to this day. Oh, and by the that way, David Andrews is back with Patriots, agreed to a four-year deal, they'll let him test for agency, no, no, nothing obviously there, and also with 23, a few years before that, we had the big comeback against the Seahawks with Marshawn Skittles and Lynch never touching the football. Just so many awesome Patriots comebacks. And with all their free agency pickups, the Patriots are back. The AFC East is theirs. How hyped are you for this upcoming season, especially when we have Tom Brady Jr. on, on the bench? Tom Brady Jr. Um, I'll oh say that it's been, don't even, don't even hate. It has been a while since I've been to a Pats game, so I'll say that I'm very excited about, you know, all of the aspects of what the team is starting to accumulate, the, you know, new players and the free agency. I mean, this is wild. The Pats have never spent this much money, I don't think, and I can't tell you how long. Nope. Uh, so I, I do think that like the players that they're acquiring are going to be beneficial. I think Tom Brady Jr., man, I hope he gets there, will be also beneficial into leading the team to, you know, victory in itself. And, um, I mean, I hope that I can make it to a game, like, God willing, that COVID continues to be on a decline and more and more things open up, like... As someone who loves sports and 
plans these events very heavily, I'm so ready for more and more stadiums to We will make it happen. We will go to Foxborough and we will watch a Patriots game. We're going to do it. No, I'm you guys so ready. Fun. You guys yeah, have fun. Tom, yeah, you're own. coming. You're coming. You want to know why? Because you're I'm driving not. me. You're driving me. <laughs> I, I feel not. like you have to. You have to come. My uncle, he actually lives in Foxborough. And, and James, you're going to wear You're gonna wear a Tom Brady no. Jr. t-shirt. You are. Okay? If you, if you want me to burn a Tom Brady shirt, then cool. I'll burn it to the stakes, you know? And also, oh. before, I, before, before I get to rapid fire... I, I love the hype that you guys have for, for Mac Jones. I, I love it. It's great. It's just going to only crush your hearts more when the Panthers draft the Manny. <laughs> Why would you want that? Why would you want that? <laughs> because Kane builds character. I need Patriots fans to be humble and collect. I just need you guys to be humble. I mean, last year was a humbling season. I need more humbleness. I, I really need it. Yeah, 20 years was great. It was fantastic. Six Super Bowl championships. You know, great, but I need you guys to be humble. Mac Jones cannot be Tom Brady Jr. on on the Panthers. Who do you think you are? Of course you can. Oh, it would. No one wants to see him in those colors. No one. I do. I do. Make it happen. Now let's get to rectify. Um, who do you um who do you think is the do you think Jamar Chase is a better receiver than Devontae Smith? No. I'm biased, though, because of Alabama, but I don't think so. Like, trying to remain unbiased, I think Dante Smith is just, like, a unique receiver. I think that he's um, underrated, or people like to try and demean him because of his size. But, like, clearly, that is not hurting him. Um, So, I... I, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I was listening. I was listening. I was listening. I'm listening. Um, about his size. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I love Devontae Smith, and I think he's very much so proven himself. I mean, speed and agility, I think that he's all over the place. He is accurate. And, um, I mean, I think that he won the Heisman for a reason, you know, up against who he was and the rarity that it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he, he is, you know, the best receiver. Um, is Trevor Lawrence the generational quarterback that everyone thinks he's going to be with the Jacksonville uh, I, not going to lie to you, I can't stand him. I don't know if it's his hair Ooh. or just who he is. I you know don't like really sunshine? That. I, know I know that he's really probably not that bad of a guy. But he took he's about to get married to him, championship. too. Exactly. I know, I know. He took a national championship away from me, and like people who were in, who were there with me, and like who experienced that, like there is no other like disappointment and hatred. Obviously, I'm grateful for the three national championships that I did get to experience with Alabama, but you know, it would have been nice to have one more. And obviously, we have a back and forth with Clemson that we've had had because of honestly because of Trevor Lawrence. I think that he is a great quarterback. Um, I do think that he is very different than Mac Jones. Um, I think that he might have a stronger arm. His passing might be potentially better, although it hurts me to say anything positive about Trevor Lawrence. Um, but okay. I don't know if he deserves all of his hype. <laughs> 
Okay, that's fair. Um, two quick ones. Um, are you are you watching the NCAA tournament? And if you are, who do you think is winning the whole thing, in the men's and the women? Oh, man. So, for the men's, I have five brackets of my own, and obviously I had to let Alabama win one of them. Oh, of course. No bias at all. Come on. No. Just, just at least one of them. Um, I think, obviously, Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga is a powerhouse. I think that... 26-0. You know, for the... Yeah, I mean, for the obvious reasons, they haven't lost. Um, I do think that Illinois, that is one of my picks, um, has a really good chance. And I think Houston could potentially shock everyone. Um, I did pick a couple of upsets for the men's bracket that are um, probably not some picks that people would have picked. Like, for instance, I think in uh, the Sweet 16, I think, <laughs> as comical it would be, I think Colorado could potentially be Michigan. Um, wow. And then, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's not, you know, like I think there are some funny upsets I tried to pick. Um, I think, like, another upset, you know, also, I don't think that Georgetown winning is also far off either. I think the Colorado Georgetown could be a lot closer than people are potentially giving any credit for. Um, I think UConn and Maryland is going to be good. Um, and what I think would be hilarious if it's Wisconsin wins uh, against North Carolina and then beats Baylor. I don't think that's realistic, but I think it would be awesome. Well, um, well, so I think Patrick Gonzaga Ewing is gonna take it. Patrick I think Ewing is gonna take it. Yeah, me, me, no. me too. Pat, Patrick Ewing does got that Georgetown program, you know, running good. And what do you think? I'm I forget what which NBA analyst said it, but what do you think about them saying that they lower they lower the hoops in the women's league just so they can dunk? Um, you know, uh, I think that there is always going to be something to be said about women and men that play the same sport. And I was having this conversation earlier with people I work with, um, you know, there is a standard that women are trying to set themselves that has already been previously set for them. Um, breaking that bias. I don't think that they should automatically lower the hoop or necessarily change certain aspects of the game just because women are playing the sport. I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair. Um, I don't know. I just, I think that women already have a lot to prove and in some cases, are not given the chance to prove it if we would like that chance. That is true. Um, I just want to say quickly that I think UConn's went running it back. I think UConn's going to win the whole damn thing. Um, oh. You know, listen, listen, listen. Only thing I listen, I'm admit it, I'm going to be a hack. I don't watch, I, I haven't really been paying attention to women's college basketball, and I should, but I do know this. When it's women's college basketball, 
it's Yukon, it's Gino Oriyama, got, um, you know, we're running, hope he feels better because he just got COVID and he's missing, you know, the first two games. But all I know when it's women's basketball, no program dominates women's basketball in the University of Yukon. I got Yukon and them girls. Yukon and them girls are going to win the national championship. Hats who doesn't watch college basketball. No, no one cares about your opinion, sir. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. Before, before, before we finish, I gotta ask you this important, and this is a serious, and I gotta be all serious for a second. I'm obviously, um, and I, and I, and I probably should have mentioned this. This is Women's History Month. This is a very important month, and we honor all the women who have paved the way athletically, non, non sports. You know, all the women that made this country great. Who are some of the women that you looked up to that give you inspiration, Colette? Oh, man. Um, so, you know, some names will be known and some won't, obviously. Um, I think that inspiring women come from all over. Uh, for me, it was one of my professors who worked in the industry. Um, she worked her ass off where she she was in school in California but would drive to Arizona just for an internship um, to you know work with Cardinals and then she became a professor at Columbia and like I think inspiring women come in all forms I think that uh, Laura Rutledge is yes. incredible I've heard her speak a few times um, I think as a mom she's inspiring because she is continuing her career while also being an inspiring mother. Um, I think that multiple leagues, whether it is the MLB or the NFL, uh, are actually doing a good job in making changes. Um, I mean, look at the 49ers. I mean, <laughs> having a female coach is wild in itself, but also very openly gay. Like, that was a huge step for the NFL and for the 49ers in general. Um, you know, not to mention the MLB having GMs start to step up as females. Not to mention the Red Sox hired Bianca Smith, and she's just a minor, you know, she's a minor league coach, but she is making, you know, She's the first black woman to have an opportunity like this. Um, and, you know, no matter what the opportunity is, like, you have to see how substantial it is and, like, the turning point for women in sports. It, it, it's definitely hard to be a woman in sports. And I'll say, like, find, I guess, the will or, like, the motivation sometimes to keep going, uh, especially in COVID times, it's super discouraging, but, you know, outside of harassment and honestly, women in competition with women, it's hard. Like, it's hard to encourage other women to do well when selfishly you want to do well also. Um, and that's difficult in itself too. So I think that these women that I listed are making huge differences and changes in all aspects of you know, the sports industry and what it means and should continue to inspire, you know, women of all ages and colors, shapes, sizes, no matter, you know, whatever that means. And I also have to say that on Saturdays, 
those baby Reese videos of her picking the helmet, and and she even picked the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, not not only because she's Laura's kid, but those that's that's probably the best content in 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 all of sports. You know, so I I hope that continues as well. And uh, one of the uh, Diana Rossini even held the mic on her wedding day. Like, how badass is that? Her day, she's getting married, and, and she still takes time to 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 talk sports on ESPN in her wedding dress. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think this I, I, yeah, I guess. No, no, I was gonna, was gonna finish. That. I was gonna run. I was gonna ask one more thing. No, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I think that there are countless inspiring women in the industry, and they have done a lot to get themselves to where they are. And so I hope that you know, women such as myself, you know, women who are younger, and even women who are equally their age or older, continue to find inspiration within them and can find that will to keep going every day because, like. It is not easy to be a woman in a male-dominated force. Exactly. Keep inspiring. And before we get you out of here, we do like you to promote yourself. So we want we so tell our listeners where they can check your workout, where they can find you on all social media platforms. All right. So my professional Twitter is just going to be at Colette Cogliano. So C O L L E T T C O G L I. A-N-O, and uh, my Instagram is C underscore Coletti with an I-E underscore nine. That's my favorite number, um, which if anyone remembers who wore that number with the Red Sox, number nine. Ted Williams. I th- oh, you're you. a Red Sox fan. <laughs> so anyways. Those are my social media, so please hit me up. But I seriously have enjoyed being on this call and this podcast with you guys, um, reaching out to me and uh, even considering me during such an important month and, you know, time in general, just with everything going on in society, even outside of this month. Colette, 